The United States has a new president, and much of the world has released a long-held sigh of relief. The past four years of Trump's presidential scandals have come to an end, with an unforgettable January with the first three Wednesdays of 2021, consisting of the insurrection and attack of Congress on January 6th, the second impeachment of Trump on January 13th, and President Joe Biden's inauguration this past Wednesday, January 20th. Just hours after his inauguration, Biden finalized 17 executive orders to dismantle his predecessor's legacy. They included halting funding for the construction of Trump's border wall, reversing his travel ban targeting Muslim countries, rejoining the Paris Climate Accord, and stopping the U.S.'s departure from the World Health Organization. Other orders include addressing the coronavirus pandemic, the U.S. economy, and racial justice initiatives. Among the many problems former President Trump left behind, one involved Ukraine. Ukraine that is so heavily relied on the U.S. to the point that Trump tried to use it to his advantage to blackmail President Zelensky, leading to his first impeachment back in the fall of 2019, is now looking onward to what the Biden administration has in store. Welcome to the Kyiv Post podcast, where you can tune into stories that give you a deeper understanding of Ukraine. I'm your host, Alina Kent. I'm a multimedia producer and lifestyle journalist here at the Kyiv Post. And this week, we're covering what the Biden administration means for the future of Ukraine. Biden is no stranger to Ukraine's politics. Trump has been replaced by a leader with significant knowledge of Ukraine and experience in the country. During his time as vice president, Biden made six visits to Ukraine, five of them after the 2014 Euromaidan revolution. He expressed strong support for the country's battle with corruption and struggle against Russian aggression in the Donbass and Crimea. Obama's administration didn't have the best reputation in terms of its relationship with Ukraine. They refused to provide Ukraine the lethal weapons it needed to defend itself against Russia in the war that continues to rage on at its eastern regions. Joe Biden in the Obama administration directly supported providing Ukraine with lethal weaponry. And it was actually German Chancellor Angela Merkel who actually talked Obama administration out of providing Ukraine with weapons rather than blankets and cars and training. That's Ilya Ponomarenko, our Kiev Post defense reporter here to talk about what the Biden administration means for Ukraine's military and fight against Russia. Things look very good for us in terms of military cooperation with the U.S., defense assistance from the new administration. Because Biden, long before he became actually president, he told us explicitly in the Ukraine address that he's going to go tough on Russia, continue this policy of supporting Ukraine in war, including in terms of lethal weapons. In Biden's 2017 book titled Promise Me Dad, A Year of Hope, Hardship, and Purpose, Biden wrote that he was worried about the European Union's resolve in supporting Ukraine and standing up to Russia in the war. In particular, he wrote about his disappointment that German Chancellor Angela Merkel wasn't harder on Putin, writing, She was not strong enough for my taste, and I was disappointed when, after her speech, she flatly refused to consider providing any real weaponry to Ukraine's overmatched military at the 2015 Munich Security Conference. He did write about Obama's refusal to arm Ukraine, but didn't criticize the former president. He simply made it clear that he supports those who believe that Ukraine deserved stronger help from the West to defend itself, including generous supplies of modern weaponry. 
which Ukraine has been receiving under the Trump administration. To be frank, under President Trump, things became better for Ukraine's military because we received the record-breaking amount of funding for the military. And we also started receiving lethal weaponry, these Javelin tank killers, which were like an iconic thing in Ukraine's military and the whole community. So we actually started being provided with things that are crucially important. And more important is that we did not lose this political backing in terms of this standoff with Russia. But this is less of a victory by Trump. We owe much more to the US Congress in the Department of State and the Defense Ministry, bipartisan support from both parties to Ukraine's friends and the US administration. This was their victory. We owe to them not to President Trump. Trump tried to abuse our dependency on this military support. We all know that Trump was trying to blackmail Ukraine on his political rival. Biden. This is something that we absolutely cannot forgive. I I'm almost sure that Biden's not going to blackmail us in terms of military aid. We expect nothing but good things, actually. Things are looking up in terms of Ukraine's military support from the US. But what about the support and the relationship between the two countries in general? We have Oleksiy Sorokin, our political staff writer, joining us on the subject. First of all, we hope that the relations between the president of Ukraine and the United States will be friendly. There won't be any scandals that can lead to problems for either country. We hope that both countries will gain from these relationships. Experts in Ukraine hope that Joe Biden will have the same friendly relationship that we had during his vice presidency. During his time as vice president, Joe Biden was entrenched in Ukraine's fight against corruption and reforms in Ukraine, especially after the 2014 Revolution of Dignity and Russia's invasion. Now Ukrainians hope that this administration will be a lot more pro-Ukrainian. And this doesn't mean that it will be pro-President Zelensky, but it will be pro the country and meaning that it will facilitate change. And Ukraine needs that because we see that in Ukraine we're stumbling with reforms lately. It's, I think, naive to expect that Ukraine is going to be the top priority of President Joe Biden. Obviously, there's a lot of domestic problems in the U.S., coronavirus, and so on, so on. Ukraine's run into many problems with corruption and reforms recently, which has caused a strain between the country and other international organizations' relationships, such as the IMF. Ukraine has not fulfilled the necessary IMF demands in order to receive continued funding, such as the independence of the National Bank of Ukraine, continuing its fight against corruption, which doesn't seem to be making any progress as more scandals and corruption are revealed within the constitutional courts, not to mention judicial reform. The fight against corruption is a very important factor for President Biden. Back in July of 2015, at the U.S.-Ukraine Business Forum in Washington, D.C., Biden said, Above all, Ukraine needs to confront the corruption that has kept this country from taking advantage of the tremendous human capital it possesses. Corruption siphons away resources. It weakens economic growth. It destroys trust in government. It hollows out militaries. And it's an affront to the dignity of the people of Ukraine. And as Ukrainians know in their bones, it's not enough to talk about change. We have to deliver you have to deliver change. He went on to commend then-President Poroshenko for taking some reforms, and the new head of the newly created National Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine, 
which has since been stripped of certain powers to tackle the corruption that has plagued the country's constitutional courts in a scandal that continues to drag on. Basically, there weren't any checks and balances on Ukraine. Ukraine was entitled to reform on its own. Basically, because of the coronavirus pandemic, all countries were dealing with internal problems. It's also naive to expect that another country is going to help reform your country. But with Ukraine, that's what's happening, that we see that Ukraine alone is very slow on enacting changes. And Ukrainian anti-corruption activists, Ukrainian legal experts, they're hoping that there's going to be this foreign-friendly power with a stick, which will basically lead Ukraine... uh, to changing a lot of aspects of internal policies. We know that from the people who Joe Biden nominated uh, for foreign affairs, we see that those people are well aware of uh, the situation, what's happening in Ukraine. We see that right now, a lot of Ukraine experts hope that the US will take a stand and help Ukraine reform. Although Joe Biden will most likely not make Ukraine his top priority as he deals with the United States' own internal divisions and corruption schemes, it's likely that people working under his administration will. His administration and the professionals that he appointed in different spheres will be very entrenched in foreign affairs and they will know what's happening in the world because we didn't see that with the previous administration. And second of all, they will be fair. So we will see a relationship that is built on trust And we will know that if Ukraine is leaning towards democracy, towards uh, Euro-Atlantic integration, if it succeeds in building institutions, then the relationship will be good. And that's what uh, Ukrainian uh, anti-corruption activists that are right now left alone, that's what they're hoping on. That was this week's episode of the Kiev Post podcast. I'm your host, Alina Kent. You can subscribe to our podcasts on all streaming platforms and follow along on our website. Stay safe, stay home, and subscribe to the Kiev Post.